Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest is one of our favorites on college basketball throughout that season. They have forced him, encouraged him, asked him to cover the NBA draft exhaustively as well. From ESPN, he'll be part of the call Thursday night as the NBA draft takes place. There's Duke and Carolina and other ACC players all over this year's lottery and first round. Jay Billis, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you, man? Doing great, David. How are you? Doing really well. Can you start us with some perspective? As we just watched the Raptors beat the Warriors and Toronto used you know, pretty much a seven-man rotation to win that title, do you believe that Zion Williamson, as he is right now, or any of the other guys who will hear their names early on Thursday night, would they have been able to help one of the very best teams in the NBA this past season as a rotation player? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely, Zion Williamson could have helped both teams as, as a rotation player or a starter. How absolutely. many others? A long list or no? The whole league. There's not a. There's no, not a I mean a long that... a long list of college guys. Oh no no! I mean if you're if you're saying how many yeah. how many college guys in this draft? Uh, a handful, um, but that's probably about it. That could that could help right away. Um, but there, these guys are all going to get better. I mean, all the guys you're talking about in the league that, that played that series, maybe, maybe uh, the overwhelming majority of them, when they were drafted, we would have said the same thing. We would have said, well, it's going to take him some time, all that stuff. I mean, you know, nobody thought Kawhi Leonard was going to be this kind of player. I mean, he's drafted, he wasn't even drafted in the lottery. Um, so, you know, that, that gives you a pretty indi- good indication that it's not an exact science. Um, so, you know, you have, you have players that are going to get a ton better and, you know, some players were probably, you know, maybe they won't get a ton better. But, uh, but yeah, they're, they're, this is not the best draft I've ever seen. It's, it's very, very good at the top uh, with three guys with, uh, with all-star, maybe even superstar potential, Zion Williamson being the highest of the, that group. Um, but after that, uh, you know, there are a bunch of guys that could be starters and maybe somebody comes, comes out and surprises you because they underperformed. Uh, you know, maybe Nasir Little turns into one of those guys. But uh, but once you get toward the end of the first round, there are a lot of guys that in a, in a quote-unquote normal year would have been second-round picks that are going to be taken in the first round. Jay Billis is joining us. He's a fun follow on Twitter, at Jay Billis. Uh, you pointed out on your Twitter handle an interesting article at ESPN.com. Uh, Duke could be the first school to have three players drafted in the top ten since 2007. That'll be a fun angle to follow on Thursday. But you added this through your college basketball eyes. Uh, College programs don't produce pros. They recruit pros. Elaborate on what makes you say that, because it was just fun to look at the numbers at which college programs produce the most NBA players. But uh, those programs aren't producing those pros. I should use the word recruited those pros. Yeah, I think I think it's just sort of a thing where I think the idea is out there uh, in college that if you know, boy, if you choose this program, they can turn you into a pro. Um, I just don't believe that. Uh, it, it's sort of the idea you never hear of an NBA team. You never hear well, well this team produces the most all stars. Right. You know that, that, that this coach has produced has developed more all stars than any other coach. <laughs> you know it, it doesn't work that way. Um, it's, it's really mostly about talent and coaches at every level make players better. That's what they're supposed to do. So high school coaches make better. I'll give you an example. Like I, I heard, uh, uh, yesterday and, uh, an interview on uh, PGA tour radio with, uh, Brooks Kepka's 
uh, swing coach when he was a kid, the guy that, that sort of taught him the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember, remember the gentleman's name. I'm sure he's a great PGA professional, but, um, you know, it's sort of the same principle that, that, that gentleman teaches a lot of players and he only had one Brooks Kepka. And, uh, and it, it's really difficult to, you know, I, I'm sure people are flocking to him now, uh, saying, Hey, make me into the next Brooks Kepka. Cause it doesn't work that way. Um, you know, they teach, they teach posture, grip and alignment to everybody. And, uh, and, and there's only one, he only had one guy like Kepka and, uh, you know, coach K or Roy Williams or all these guys, they do a really good job with their players, but I don't, I don't believe that coach K devoted most of his time to Zion Williamson and decided not to develop Marquise Bolden. You know, it just doesn't work that way. And, uh, uh, it's, it's really about, about talent more than anything, but there are certainly other factors. Um, but, uh, but, you know, it, it's not somehow that if, if coach K went to, if he decided that he was going to coach, uh, next year at Murray state, that, that he'd produce as many pros. I don't think he would. Jay Billis joining us on the David Glenn show. Catch him Thursday, ESPN seven o'clock, the 2019 NBA draft, the Toronto Raptors seven man rotation. And I think their entire roster, I know their rotation did not have a single lottery pick on it. And that's the first since the lottery became a thing way back in, in the 1980s. It feels like you and other draft analysts, all of us have more information than ever to, to sort of dissect these guys. Um, do you have any sort of theory as to why, for, you know, Fred Van Vliet's a free agent. Danny Green was a second rounder. Marcus Gasol was a second rounder. As you said, Kwai was not a lottery pick coming out of San Diego State. Feels like we should make fewer mistakes since we have more information than ever before. Well, I don't think those guys were mistakes. Um, you know, like, look, Kawhi Leonard turned out to be better than everybody thought. Um, but I, I don't think it was necessarily a mistake. He was drafted 15th. So it's not like he was Right, just missed it. And, uh, you know, Danny Green and, and Fred Van Vliet have turned out to be excellent, um, you know, starters, rotation players, and, and contributors to winning. Um, but I don't think anybody's arguing that those guys are all-stars. Um, you know, it, it, to me, it, it like, look, a lot went into Toronto winning this year. Um, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not out there. I wouldn't advocate that teams go out and, Hey, don't bother trying to draft lottery players, <laughs> right. get guys, get guys outside the lottery and you'll be okay. <laughs> because I'm not sure we'd be saying this if, if Kawhi Leonard shot against Philly didn't go down and they wound up losing. Uh, and they were out, they were out in the, whatever round that was second round. Um, or, or if, uh, if Kevin Durant and uh, and Clay Thompson didn't get hurt, um, you know, would we be would would the narrative be different? Um, you know, look, it, it, it there's a there there is probably David a reason why they're the first team to have won a title without a lottery pick um, because talent matters. Yeah, it's you know, it, it's not like you can't do it. They've proven you can, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's going to be the new normal. I don't know if there's a consensus out there, but most of those draft analysts that I've been following see Zion as a potential star at the next level, see Ja Morant of Murray State as that potential star, and R.J. Barrett of Duke. Is, is, do you feel similarly about those three guys? And, and you know, are there more names that would fit that description on the Jay Billis big board? There, I don't have, I, well, I don't have a big board. I have a yellow pad with a list on it. I'm not a big enough deal to have a board. I always laugh. Do guys really have boards somewhere in their office? Or, 
Um, I, I, that's always made me Jay laugh. has a yellow legal pad. I love it. Yeah, I have a yellow legal pad, uh, <laughs> and it's got a lot of scratches on it. Is and, it the uh, non-curling doodles. style? Do you, do you at least spring for the non-curling legal pad? No, I roll. I roll it over. It's, it's the yellow, <laughs> typical yellow pad, three hole punch. Oh man! Yeah, it has three hole punch with that. I never put it in a notebook. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think the top three guys are the ones you're the most sure about. You know, I mentioned Desir Little or, or Jackson yeah. Hayes from Texas. That there are a bunch of guys that are unfinished products that could turn out to be terrific. And, uh, uh, I mean, all these guys are 18, 19 years old. So, um, you know, and heck, nobody thought Draymond Green was going to be this kind of player in the NBA. He thought, hey, he could be good. But, you know, his body didn't look like this. You know, it, it, it was not, you know, I think a lot of people thought, hey, he can be a good NBA player. I don't think anybody thought all-star caliber right. player for, for this amount of time. Um, so, you know, and, and look, I think these things happen in other sports, too. It happens a lot in football. Tom Brady was drafted, what, in the sixth round yes. or something, or 199th? Um, Tony Romo was drafted deep. Um, there, there are a lot of guys that, that this happens with. It's, it's, you know, nobody really knows for sure that you have ideas and you hope for the best and all that stuff and try to do your homework on it. But there are a number of guys that could be really good. Jared Culver is very talented out of uh, Texas Tech. Um, it's just there aren't as many no-brainers in this draft. I think the first draft I ever did was those three for ESPN, uh, and you had a bunch of no-brainers in that draft. But still, you had, you, had, you know, that was the Darko Milicic draft. And, heck, I, I think if – I, I probably told you this before, David, when we talked about it. I think if I saw Darko Milicic work out today I, and knowing what happened, I'd still be tempted <laughs> to take it because that's, that's how good he was. Um, it just didn't work out for him. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's a long, I, I guess I'm making a lot of excuses for all of our misses, but, uh, uh, but those misses aren't going to stop. No, I think you're painting an accurate picture there. When you think of some of the local guys that we've enjoyed seeing in ACC uniforms, um, you know, Kobe White at Carolina, you mentioned Nasir Little at Carolina. Zion's kind of a different animal than, say, a, a Cam Reddish of Duke. What are what do you see as the challenging part of the transition for those types of guys? Because, uh, you know, um, the leap to the NBA. Kobe White clearly already knows how to score the ball, whereas Nasir Little didn't really show as much of that with the Tar Heels. Yeah, Nasir Little was in a different spot, um, so it was a little bit of a, a different type of transition. Um, you know, it took him a little while to pick up some of the defensive concepts that they're held accountable to there, and uh, and he was playing behind Cam Johnson, so it's not like you know Roy Williams saying, "Okay, well I got to play him because I don't have anybody else." Um, uh, so you know, I think of the of the lottery prospects, the one who played the least amount of minutes was uh, was Little. I think he only played eighteen, nineteen minutes yeah. a game. So, um, but he was very productive in those minutes, and he got better as the year went on. So, like he was a top five prospect coming into the into the season. Um, and I, I still think he's going to be very good. Uh, Kobe White, uh, uh, you know, he's, he can make some improvements. And, like, he's a very good shooter, uh, fast, probably the fastest player with the ball in the draft. Uh, and I think he can become better as a defender. He's not, a, you know, one of these long-armed, you know, freakishly athletic guys uh, that's a vertical athlete. But, man, can he motor. And, uh, and, you know, I've got him ranked number five overall. Other guys have him seven, eight. I'd be surprised if he lasted past the Chicago Bulls at seven. Um, uh, Cam Reddish is the one to me that's kind of a, 
a little bit of a puzzle that he's such a fluid athlete. He's got a seven foot wingspan, anticipates on defense, gets steals, you know, beautiful shooting stroke, but still he only shot 30% on catch and shoot shots. Yeah. He did not shoot a high percentage from three. And then, you know, what, what kind of boggled my mind was he kind of checked out of two games without even playing. I think it was Syracuse early in the year, uh, early in the ACC season, uh, you know, got sick right before tip didn't play. And then, uh, and then in the NCAA tournament, uh, based upon, you know, like the report I saw that, that it was, you know, tendonitis. He just didn't play at all against Virginia Tech and then started the next game. Uh, just kind of an odd thing that, that uh, you know, I think if I were a general manager, I'd want to satisfy myself on, on that kind of thing. You know, there, there was, I, I'm not sure how tough he was last year, honestly. And, uh, but, but he's 18, 19 years old. So I would not have been, I would not have wanted to be judged on my toughness when I was 19. Um, so I think that's going to get better, and I think he's got a lot of ability. So it's just a question of where you take him. Last thing for Jay Billis. We're used to seeing UVA under Tony Bennett send some guys to the NBA, uh, but there are differing opinions on DeAndre Hunter, probably top 10 pick, Ty Jerome, the point guard, also left early, and Kyle Guy, you know, certainly a great college player. Some wonder if he could make an NBA roster. What do you think of that trio from the NCAA champion Virginia Cavaliers? Hunter will be drafted in the top six or seven. Uh, could go as high as four uh, to what is now the New Orleans pick that they got, they're getting from the Lakers in that trade. Best defender in the draft, uh, I think. Um, long arms, can guard one through four, maybe even one through five. Good three-point shooter. Um, you know, probably not a 40-plus percent three-point shooter in the NBA, but, but a good, darn good one that I think is going to be a really good NBA player. Uh, now, is he an all-star caliber player? Probably not. We'll see. But but really, really good. Um, Jerome, I think, will be a first-round pick. Really competitive, can handle it, good passer, uh, shoots it. Uh, you know, I see him being taken mid-20s you know, mid to late first round. Uh, and I think Guy is a late second rounder, uh, but it's possible he could go undrafted. I think he'll play in the NBA. He's a J.J. Redick-type shooter yeah. that moves really well without it, but uh, but not really a point, and, uh, and he needs to get better defensively. But, but, but he's a good player. And real quick, you see Cam Johnson, the senior from Carolina, ending up in the first round? I do. The only Cam can really shoot it. He's 6'8", and uh, just a beautiful stroke and a very consistent shooter that gets it off really quickly. I think the only question I have about Cam is his body, that, uh, that he's had some surgeries. Yeah. Um, and uh, does his body hold up? Because uh, I think he's 22. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, what a kid. And, uh, and what, a, what a, a couple of years he had at Carolina after he graduated from Pitt. Um, and really, really smart, great teammate. Uh, I, think he'll be, I think he'll be taken in the early 20s. Jay Billis joining us. Find his work at ESPN. Catch him Thursday on ESPN's coverage of the 2019 NBA Draft. A belated happy Father's Day to you. I hope you know you and Anthony have patched up your differences since your last appearances here on the David Glenn Show. Well, thank you very much. I was very disappointed in my Father's Day gifts, especially considering I paid for them all. <laughs> well done, Jay. Thanks again, man. <laughs> Thanks, brother.